Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, Affirmations for Black Girls family. I hope you guys are having a great week, a great day, a great night, a great morning, great afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this episode. Today's episode is a little different. If you have been listening to the podcast for a while, then you'll know that we used to have a subscription to the podcast. It's no longer available, but I do hope to bring it back in the future. And one of the series that we were doing for the subscribers was about healing from romantic breakups. Now, you guys know that I talk about healing from my romantic breakups um, a lot on the podcast, but I did want to point out that this was filmed back in 2022, early 2022. So I will reference some things that happened over a year ago now, but I wanted you guys to know that we are playing the breakup edition of the We're Not Really Strangers card game. So I've talked about We're Not Really Strangers on the podcast a few times, and they are linked down below in the show notes. But for this specific episode, I want you guys to grab a journal, grab a pen or pencil, sit down somewhere and write down these questions and really reflect on them. Because even though it is about romantic relationships, We've all had some sort of breakup at some point in our lives. And it's always good to reflect and really take inventory of how we're feeling and where we are in life, see how we've changed over the years. So how it works is I'm literally just pulling from the deck five cards and we are going to go in and answer these questions. Now you can pause after I read the question, think about your answer. But I'm going to give you guys my real, raw, and regular answer as if we were sitting in a room playing this game together. Let's get into it. Okay, my very first question, what are three things you can appreciate about being single, even if it feels hard? Hmm, well, fun fact, I am actually not single, but I've only been in this relationship for two months officially, but we've been dating for a while now we went on our first date back in November of 2021 so if I'm just reflecting on the time that I did spend single I think one thing I appreciated about being single was being able to do whatever I wanted when I wanted and I know that I can always do that but there was this sense of independence and confidence in being independent and joy in being independent that I was able to experience. And I didn't really know what it was until I was experiencing it. Because in my last relationship, 
um, I spent a lot of time worrying and I had a lot of anxiety around what he was doing and, you know, those types of things because I was cheated on and there were just a lot of other things that happened in that relationship. But I spent a lot of mental energy on those not so great things. And the simple peace of mind from being single was amazing. And I didn't really know what that felt like. So I would say, number one, being single, (laughs) being able to do what I wanted when I wanted, and two, the peace of mind. I guess a third thing I could appreciate about being single is getting to date myself. And I talked about that a little bit in a previous podcast episode, but I actually took it serious this time. I said, Tyra, we're going to date ourselves. We're going to, you're going to get to know you. You're going to get to know what you like, what you don't like, because how can you ask a man to do things for you, to take you on dates, to buy you flowers, to do all of these things if you are not doing it for yourself first? So I started taking myself out. I took myself on an entire solo trip to San Diego, to the zoo, to my favorite restaurant down there. And I had an amazing time. I also started buying myself flowers. I started buying myself perfume, y'all. I started doing all of these things because I have to know what it feels like to do it for myself. Because if I were to talk to another guy, and let's just say I didn't know that I loved those types of things, or I didn't spend the time figuring out what I liked, I wouldn't know, hmm, maybe this isn't the guy for me, or it'll take a lot more to realize that. Hmm, I actually wish this guy would do X, Y, and Z, or I like these types of things in relationships. I would be able to communicate that to him, but if I didn't take the time to get to know myself, then how is he supposed to love me if I can't love myself properly? Think about that. Okay, next question. (laughs) After your most recent breakup, What song did you play on repeat? (sighs) Y'all, after my most recent breakup, what song did I play on repeat? I would have to say, and I I kind of mentioned this, um, but I started a playlist of all of the gospel songs that were like getting me through this hard time. And I think one of the the song that I had on repeat strictly because I was trying to get through this breakup is Finish Strong by Naomi Rain. If y'all have not heard that song, go listen to it. Go listen to it. Finish Strong by Naomi Rain. And I think what I love about this song and what made me realize that Tyra, you're going to be okay, is that there's a a verse where she says, I want to finish strong. I want to finish brave. I want to show my kids they don't have to live afraid. And I want to finish happy and be able to say that I made it. And hearing that and just thinking, wow, Tyra, you want to have kids first and foremost, but you grew up in a home where your parents fought a lot and it affected you. 
and they fought in front of me. And I don't want to bring a child or children into the world where that is going to continue. And as I reflected on that last failed relationship, that was exactly where we were headed because we fought a lot. I picked a lot of the fights, picked, I'm putting that in quotes because I had a problem, so I wanted to address it, but we just butted heads on a lot of different things. So finish strong by Naomi Rain. Okay, next question. Picture you're talking to your ex. Finish the sentence. You hurt me, but thank you for blank. Y'all. Now, I ain't even gonna lie. If this would have been like, let's say we broke up yesterday. I would have probably looked at this card and tossed it across the room. Because thank you for what? Is how I felt at the time. But since I have had time to reflect and, you know, come to terms with everything that has happened, I can answer this question and I'm proud of myself. But if you are in a situation where this just happened, take a beat, take as long as you need, but answer this question, reflect on this question. So for me, I would say, you hurt me, but thank you for opening my eyes to the world of mental health. And that's all I would say to him because I honestly am grateful for that because before I met my last boyfriend, I was in a space where I was just floating through life. I wasn't, you know, bad off or anything, but I I did not have any type of plan for my mental health. I was just, like I said, I was just floating. And when he came into my life, he introduced me to meditation and mindfulness and just the act of speaking about my mental health was so new and foreign to me that it made me uncomfortable when I first began talking to him. But I'm grateful that those conversations were had and those seeds were planted because Y'all, now I have my podcast. Now I have affirmations for black girls. Now I have a therapist. Now I reflect. Now I constantly want to be the best version of myself for my family, my future kids, my future husband. And I am really grateful for that. Growing up, Black voices in media, though hard to come by, were my compass. Here at AFBG, Black representation is the very heartbeat of what we do. Representation isn't just about visibility, it's about carving out a space where Black stories can thrive and resonate. That's why Affirmations for Black Girls exists, a podcast that echoes that sentiment. From trailblazers like Lena Horne, shattering boundaries in music and film, to women such as Hattie McDaniel, Eartha Kitt, and Ruby Dee, who showed that Black women are powerful and fully capable of commanding any stage, any screen, anywhere. Their courage and resilience paved the way for generations of Black women, including me, to live out their dreams. And now, NPR brings you the next generation of influential Black voices in their new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. 
Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, each told from a unique Black perspective that is as nuanced as the Black experience itself. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. I recently listened to the episode Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie, where Tracy tackles storytelling through the guise of raising awareness about the lives of real people. Her dedication to fighting for representation for Black women is authentic and true. I commend NPR for this commitment to uplifting Black voices. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in America's story, but now they are the story because stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, question number four. What was the biggest turning point in your dating life? What was the biggest turning point in your dating life? Hmm. I think every relationship I've had has been very pivotal. And I think I have learned a ton from each and every relationship that I have been through and that has ended. I've only been in three total that have failed. And I'm in my fourth relationship now. And... I think the biggest turning point was this last relationship because I started going to therapy and I started to reflect and pay attention to my tendencies and my mental health. And I realized that even though the last three relationships looked different on the surface, deep down, Tyra, you are doing the same thing. On the surface, I would say things like, oh, I'm never going to do that again, or just little things like from my very first relationship, I'm never going to talk to anybody from Louisiana again. I said that from my first relationship, which was my high school into college relationship. And I said that because we would always argue about me moving away. I ended up moving to the East Coast. He didn't want me to do that. That was a huge argument. So I said I would never talk to anybody from Louisiana again because maybe they're all like that. I knew that that wasn't necessarily the case, but I wanted to make sure that I didn't put myself in that situation again. Then for my second relationship, I said, I am not going to fall so fast because I said this in the last podcast episode with my second boyfriend. Um, That's when I went to, I did the National Student Exchange Program and I went to a school in New Jersey and I fell for him hard and fast. And you could not tell me that I was not going to marry that boy. And it didn't work. And I was distraught. I didn't heal myself or I didn't finally accept and grieve that relationship and move past it until 2019. And we broke up in 2015. It was literally during COVID when I sat and started reflecting on my ability to let go that I said, Tyra, you are still not over this guy. And yes, that bled into my last relationship that actually ended in 2020 We were together for about five years. I met him in 2016. We talked till 2021, 2020. 
um early 2021 like february so i think the biggest turning point was once i was able to say to myself enough is enough with this last relationship i started to reflect on my tendencies and what i realized was i allowed things to happen to me in relationships i would let these guys basically run the show and not in a way where they were forcing me to do anything but i noticed flags not going to say green flags or red flags either way i noticed things that i didn't particularly agree with or i didn't particularly like and i just allowed it to happen and it was because i did not want to fail failure to me in a relationship looked like it ending in any way and that theme has shown itself in all three of those relationships and that's why I was with my last boyfriend for so long because I was embarrassed for it not to work for a third time so the turning point for me was realizing that that had been my pattern and retraining my brain and my thought process around failure in relationships. Now I don't think failure in relationships is when the relationship ends. I think failure in relationships is when you see a problem or you see an obstacle and you choose to ignore it. I think every relationship runs its course and just because a relationship or a romantic relationship ends doesn't make it a failure if you tried everything you could and gave it your 100% both of you guys gave 100% it's not a failure in my eyes anymore because at the end of the day everyone just wants love everyone just wants to find whatever they're looking for and once I sat with that and said you know what that that's right, Tyra, you're right. I was able to remove that embarrassment from the idea of being broken up with or even breaking up with. And the craziest thing about it, y'all, is I ended all three of my relationships. I broke up with my first boyfriend because he said I had changed. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of you. Because yes, I'm changing and evolving and growing. You've known me since eighth grade. Get over it, you know. My second boyfriend, I ended up moving back to Louisiana from New Jersey and it became a long distance thing and it just wasn't working out and I wanted him to be happy. So I said, you know what? We can break up. I initiated it. And in my last relationship, we broke up countless times, y'all. Most of the time it was me saying, we don't have to do this no more, whatever, but we will come back together. But the final time I actually was afraid to say it because I knew that this was going to be it. I knew I was done. I knew I could not do this anymore. And I said, I don't think we should be in each other's lives anymore. And I had never said it like that. And even saying it, I started to hyperventilate and I was just like, wow, like this is really happening. But that was because all of that, you know, embarrassment and sadness and 
stuff of that nature was within me because I thought I was failing. And that's just not the case. So if you're out there and you deal with something like that, you are not failing. Girl, you did your best. And that's all you can do. You gave 100%. Every relationship is not meant to last forever. And you have to accept that. You have to spend the time that you need to wrap your head around that. So I think that was the biggest turning point for me, realizing that a relationship ending is not my failure. Okay, last question. What is your heart telling you? What is your mind telling you? Ooh, right now, I think this is a good question for if your breakup just happened. But what is your heart telling you? What is your mind telling you? If I had to reflect on the time right after my relationship ended, I would say that my heart was telling me that I feel hurt. I feel used. I feel lied to. I don't feel so great about myself. I don't feel the prettiest. I feel like there's so much I could work on. I feel like (laughs) confused as to why it wasn't me. I gave as much as I could for five years. I even stayed after the first girl. I stayed after the second girl and I shouldn't have. But I just felt a feel very hurt and what my mind is telling me is Tyra you did the right thing girl he was not the one for you you did not deserve that of course you did things as well you didn't cheat or anything like that but you said things that hurt his feelings and all of that stuff that should not be done in relationships but you did not deserve the lies. You did not deserve the cheating. You did not deserve the manipulation that happened. And this too shall pass. That was something that I said to myself a lot when we first broke up. Yes, it's been almost five years of your life, which is a half a decade, a huge chunk of time. But you are strong and God has a plan for your life. There is a man out there for you. God has it written down in the sand. All you have to do is work on becoming the best version of yourself. You want to make sure that you are the best version of yourself for your husband and for your kids. For yourself first, of course, but... Focus on that instead of focusing on a guy and focusing on a relationship. Focus on the relationship with yourself. And that's what my heart and my mind were telling me when my last relationship ended. How many parts is that? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, you guys, we have done five cards. So this is the bulk of this episode today, but I just want to leave you with 
a thought. If you are going through a breakup, whether it is a month that you spent together, six months, a year, multiple years, feel it. Allow your emotions to come. Do not hold it in. Girl, cry. If you need to cry, cry. And I want you to remember the good times. Remember the things that you learned about yourself, that you learned about the way you interact with people. Because everything happens for a reason. You were in that relationship for a reason. There was a lesson to be learned and something to be gained. So don't ever think that it was all for nothing. Don't ever regret choosing to be with this person because it worked for you until it didn't work anymore. So we will pick up again next week. We have an entire deck of cards left to go and I can't wait to get through them all with you guys. But that is all for this bonus episode. If you learned something or if this episode was particularly striking to you, shoot me a DM on Instagram, shoot me an email. I love hearing from you guys and I will talk to you again next week. As a part of the AFBG family, we want you to be fully immersed in everything we're doing here at Affirmations for Black Girls. Make sure you connect with us on Instagram at Affirmations for Black Girls, on Twitter at AFBG underscore podcast, and on YouTube at Affirmations for Black Girls for exclusive content, behind the scenes insights, and more. And guess what, y'all? We have a free newsletter packed with occasional updates, challenges, and thought-provoking resources to help you deepen your self-connection. So join us by clicking the link below because personal growth is better when we grow together.